Yeah, so I, I like to think of Twitter as that, that that's what's happening. You go to Twitter to it find is, out what's exactly. happening in the world. And so we are constantly thinking about how to make sure people have access to credible information and also to foster a vibrant and healthy conversation around what's taking place so anyone can have a voice and an opinion around a particular topic. You are listening to The Real Leaders Podcast, where leaders keep it real. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and that was Lauren Culbertson the head of U.S. public policy at Twitter, who just wants to make sure you have access to credible information. So folks, before we go into the interlude of this podcast, I just want to make sure you are all aware that this interview was recorded you know, right when the coronavirus broke. This was the last week of January onto the first week of February when this conference took place. So just keep that in mind. And I also want you to think about where were you when you saw this information that the coronavirus in China could potentially be a large threat? I sure as hell know where I was, and that was on Twitter. So I think this is an interesting conversation today because I refuse to ignore the current ongoing debate about Twitter's increasingly important role in the spread of disinformation and censorship today. So I felt it might be helpful for you all to get to hear from the person in charge of U.S. public policy at Twitter to understand the why behind their decision making. So interesting time from back in February to where it is now, a, a wealth of information about why Twitter does a lot of other positive things well, including addiction, and their role in behavior change. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the real Lauren Colbertson. Enjoy. Three, two... And welcome, everyone, to the Real Leaders Podcast with Keys from Keynotes here at the Agents of Change Summit. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. Joining me today is Lauren Culbertson, uh, Twitter Public Policy at Twitter. Lauren, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. So what does Twitter have to do with behavior change in the Agents of Change Summit? Well, I think, and what I talked a little bit about during the speech, is that Twitter's superpower is that we connect people. I like to think of it as the largest public water cooler on the planet, Ah, and anyone can have a conversation about a particular topic there. Nice. So in terms of the opioid epidemic, of vaping, of behavior change for health, how can Twitter help with someone like that? Yeah, going back to that connection, whether it's connecting peer-to-peer to to have a conversation about something, whether it's journalists getting their content out there, or public health officials making sure people have access to credible information, Twitter is a place where you can find all of that. So in terms of the public policy part, Mm -hmm. can you describe maybe what your job entails? Yeah, so the public policy team at Twitter, our mission is to protect and defend the Twitter user's voice. And we also work, um, we have our nonprofit initiative, Twitter for Good, housed within public policy. And we really try to leverage Twitter where we can for social change and social good. So, and, yeah, oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No. Okay, I was going to ask you because, so how do you, how do you monitor millions and millions and millions of people? 
Yeah, so obviously when we're looking at solutions, we want to make sure they're scalable. And it's also a global company and a global platform. So we think very globally in the work that we do. So for the opioid crisis specifically, mm -hmm. what's an example that comes to your head where Twitter can come in and help create those connections? Yeah, so I think there are a variety of ways. One is we see that a lot of people who are in recovery turn to online tools to support their recovery. There's actually a recent study from Harvard and Johns Hopkins where they um, estimate that two and a half million Americans are using online tools in a meaningful way to record, to, to um, help with their recovery and support their recovery. And oh, so nice. we really tapped into that by supporting initiatives such as Recovery Month and the recovery movement. That's a lot of the conversations taking place online about recovery. And that's important because it's, it's, uh, it's a, a disease that can't be cured. There's no cure for it really. Mm -hmm. And so by having, what you're saying is by having uh, a nice support group on Twitter where you can connect and, and be involved and engage and share your feelings, mm -hmm. it's, it's been helpful in some ways maybe. Yeah, and I think that goes down to basic human connection. And if you're someone with substance use, and we, this is something that's um, my family, um, we're in the middle of this, and supporting a family member, whether it's a text, a call. Um, if you don't have a family member, you can reach out to text or call. You, make, you can go on Twitter and have a conversation with other people in recovery who can support you. So does Twitter monitor anyone that's maybe having like, I don't know, like suicidal tweets or anything like that? Like, how do you do you flag anything like that to make sure that you can reach out to them, make sure they're OK? Or Yeah. So suicide is something that we think a lot about to make sure that we're giving people access to, to resources there. So there is a prompt. It's called There is Help. So if people are talking about or searching about suicide on Twitter, they'll be met with a suicide hotline in their country. Okay, and when we think of uh, today is Safer Internet Day. Yeah. Uh, what is Twitter doing for Safer Internet Day, and what's your role in this public policy? Yeah, so Safer Internet Day is a global activation that's celebrated by the internet community and safety advocates all over the world. And so we have activations taking place today um, in a variety of multitude of, um, multitude of countries um, from India to the UK to the US. And so we have uh, custom emoji running on Twitter right now to celebrate. And we also put out some resources to make sure people have that in their back pocket of how to be safe online and how to be safe on Twitter. So there, I want to make the distinction here. If I want to tweet to go viral, usually that's a good thing. But this coronavirus, we don't want to go viral. What is Twitter doing with the coronavirus right now? Yeah. So as you as you note, a lot of journalists and um, public health officials like the CDC are using Twitter to get information out there. But we also realize we want to hedge against misinformation and make sure people have access to credible information. Mm. So right now on Twitter, if you search for the coronavirus, you'll be met with a search prompt um, giving you access to information from a credible source. In the U.S., it's the CDC. Because that's important because I find myself now going to Twitter for news. I feel like it's the most uh, authentic and reliable source because it's actually coming from people and not just from someone in the room who's misconstruing some information. So can you maybe go back on that about how the search engine works for news on Twitter? Yeah, so I, I like to think of Twitter as that, that, that's what's happening. You go to Twitter to it find is, out what's exactly, happening in the totally. world. And so we are constantly thinking about how to make sure people have access to credible information and also to foster a vibrant and healthy conversation around what's taking place so anyone can have a voice and an opinion around a particular topic. So is it true that the world right now is in some type of polarity where if I set a broom on the floor and it'll stand straight up and not fall? Is that true? 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Maybe, have you not seen that on Twitter recently? I haven't seen that. Uh, so there's a thing going on right now where if you set a broom, it'll stand straight up and not fall over because of the gravity of the earth and the moon right now. You haven't seen that on Twitter? I have not seen that. I'll have well, to check it we out. We must be on different feeds, which might be, bring me to my next question is, how does the public policy and the Twitter, I guess, algorithm separate someone from me who might be interested in brooms and you who might be interested in the coronavirus? How does that algorithm really work? Well, I think just to pull it back a little bit, um, one of the one area of focus for the company sure. is to um, make it easier for people to find particular topics and content around those topics. And so um, that's something our CEO has talked a lot about the past months yeah and i think twitter's done a really good job of it um of all the social medias how like for twitter going forward what's the vision to manage and make sure things are, aren't misconstrued and and to make sure that people aren't just seeing the same things every day i mean you have such a big responsibility that probably 10 years ago when the company started they didn't know that they would have so how what's the vision going forward for twitter health is our top priority and when i talk about health that's making sure when people come to twitter they can they feel safe to express um, what what they feel about a particular topic because we think that free expression and safety go hand in hand and complement each other and we're also investing a lot in technology to scale to scale that work with big responsibilities come a lot of, of leadership as well lauren mm -hmm. so the last question i have for you today is what is your definition of a real leader i think it's authenticity I think um, leading with, with your true self, I think is really important. And I think um, that's one thing I like about working at Twitter is that Twitter encourages our employees to bring their true selves to work, but also it's a place where you can be your real self on Twitter. Authenticity, be real self. Lauren, appreciate your time coming on the show. For Lauren, Lauren Colbert, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there and keep it real. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks. And thank you, good people, for hanging on to this episode of The Real Leaders Podcast with Lauren Colbertson. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And if you want to stay in the know, folks, make sure you subscribe to this amazing podcast and make sure, that's two make sures, let's make it three, make sure to leave a review. Let us know what you think, how we can improve, and what other people can expect when they come to the show. That's it for me. Thanks for being a real leader and stay tuned for the next episode.